Hello, simpletons. Welcome to the Minimalist <laughs> Private Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. Clint Ober is with us today. He's the author of this book. I'll hold it up if you're watching the video version. It's called Earthing, the Most Important Health Discovery Ever. And when I read that, Clint, I thought it was hyperbole. Right. Mm. But one year ago this <laughs> month, I started grounding every day. Mm. And I will tell you that it utterly changed my life. Yeah. Amen. I have uh, some severe autoimmune issues. And uh, I was just looking for anything. Mm -hmm. And I stumbled across a bunch of different things that didn't really help me. And I tried those things. But then I started grounding. And I noticed something right away. And so we'll talk more about that. I'm going to talk Mm -hmm. about some of the profound stories that I've heard. We got Mm -hmm. some questions because this is a listener-driven show. I thought we would first start with a question from Don. How did Clint stumble into grounding and become one of its most prominent experts? Okay, that starts a long time back, (laughs) but I have to build into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I I grew up in Montana, and as as a child, or as a awesome. young boy, I um, <clears throat> I was a cowboy. And that's a boy who sits on a horse and rides along with the cows. And <laughs> sometimes you're out there for two or three days. But basically, you're keeping an eye on the cows to make sure they're they're healthy and happy. Mm-hmm. And it's important. If they're not happy, they get scared and they run. And then you got a mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, to make, you know, you, you, you watch the animals to make sure they're not glassy-eyed or that they're acting differently than the rest, any of the rest of the herd. And if there is an issue, then you pull them out of the herd, put them in a little holding pen. Mm. And then you go ride the pasture and make sure there's no noxious weeds. Mm-hmm. Make sure the grass is not too short. Make sure the water's clean. Make sure there's not a dead animal upstream contaminating the stream and yeah. so on. But there's something in that pasture that's affecting that cow because there's, you know, so the concept is keep the pasture clean and pristine and you will have health. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, so that's where I come from. And it, so prevention. Back when I was a kid, we had a magazine called Prevention Magazine. Mm. And eat an apple a day, keep the doctor away. So everything was about prevention and, and you know, health assurance. <laughs> Do the things that are going to keep you healthy and, and whole. Yeah. And <clears throat> so anyhow, I grew up with that. And then I grew, have a lot of, when I was young, I had a lot of Native American friends. So they teach a whole different, reality than, you know, the Anglo uh, yeah. commercial. Yeah. yeah, the traditional Western world. Right, yeah. 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 We're all mixed up over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I, I always tell people, I said, you know, the Native Americans, and these are Native Americans 60, 70 years ago, mm-hmm. but, you know, they lived um, somewhere between the earth and the sky up here. I mean, they, but they're more of a, um, I, I, I don't know if spiritual is their... their but they're, they're just more connected to nature, connected to each other. Mm. And it's a oneness that, but it's not something that exists in the Anglo world. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, um, that kind of set the tone for, you know, I was young. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a naturist, naturalist. If I don't see it in nature, I don't really buy it or believe it. Mm. Um, and, um, and health is our most natural state, you know, in nature. I mean, to be all hobbled up and beat up and sick and whatever, that's, that doesn't exist in the animal world. Yeah. Animals that live in nature, uh, they don't have cardiovascular disease. They don't have lupus, MS, fibromyalgia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cancer. They, cancer rarely exists in the natural world. Mm. Okay. On the other hand, animals who live indoors with their owners, insulated from the earth, mm-hmm. they manifest the same health disorders as their owners, diabetes, 
and you know a host of autoimmune disease, and fifty percent of them die from cancer, just like their owners. Mm, wow! So, mm. so I have that little bit of knowledge that to younger people it's kind of like, excuse me, what are you talking about? Mm. <laughs> but uh, the animal world is where I draw a lot of, and nature is where I draw a lot of information. But anyhow, after growing up in that environment, I I uh, fell in love with the cable television industry. Mm. And the reason was because I was living in Montana where we had one station or two stations. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We lived in Montana for five or six years. So yeah. we, I met my we, wife out there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what I'll say is that um, yeah, that industry is also an industry that Ryan and I worked in, albeit back in Ohio. Uh-huh. So yeah. yeah. And, and, and so tell us about how that exposed you to the, even the concept of grounding. Well, that, that's, yeah, I could go for an hour and talk about why I fell in love with various things. You know, I was one of the first people to ever put data over a satellite and feed it to a personal computer. Mm. But anyhow, that whole industry, aside from all of, you know, what what was driving me was, it, it, it's an industry where everything has to be grounded mm. to prevent, um, to maintain electrical stability, to prevent static noise, uh, like the cable lines, telephone cable, whatever the wind blows, there's dust that creates mm. static charges. If there's lightning in the air, it can travel down the lines, go into the home, blow up a TV set and start a fire. Mm. So what we're talking about is fire. Mm. Ground, grounding is related to fire. Oh, wow. <laughs> and um, But yeah, everything has to be grounded in our homes. Um, and it's all, it's all about preventing fire. Mm. And most people are not aware of that. Um, <clears throat> so, but anyhow, I, I, so I have a background, a working knowledge of grounding. And, you know, you drive a stake in the ground and you take a cable and splice it and connect to one side of the ground block. And then another, the other one goes into the house where you're intercepting any lightning and driving it to the, to the ground, mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, in order to prevent fire. So mm-hmm. anyhow, <clears throat> that's, I have a 30 year working background of just mechanical grounding for uh, electrical stability of communication systems and, and the like. Mm-hmm. And when I turned 50, uh, 49, you know, that was 20, 20, long time ago. Anyway, (laughs) I can't remember. It was almost 30 years ago. You told me you were 78. I was, wow. Yeah. No, incredible. So, but anyhow, um, I, 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 when I was about 49, I went and had a root canal done. Mm-hmm. And about a month later, I started getting turning yellow and getting sick, and nobody knew that, that it was related. But anyhow, I ended up in uh, the emergency room after 30 days. The docs kept testing. Every week, they would run a test. Then I'd go back and say, well, it's not that. So mm-hmm. and then I was getting sicker and sicker. And so they didn't really know what it was. They thought it could have been hepatitis, but it, they couldn't validate that. So mm-hmm. anyhow, I got really sick, and I ended up in the hospital or in an ICU or emergency room, whatever. Mm-hmm. Ended up with all, all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, I went in and um, <clears throat> they put me in a CAT scan uh, and found out I had an abscess in my liver. Mm. And that was, and they asked me if I had been bitten. I said, no. They said, have you had any dental surgery? I said, yes, because the bacteria they cultured was from the mouth. Oh, wow. And <clears throat> so anyhow, they, while I was in the CAT scan, they stuck a big needle about 12 inches long into my side right here and pushed it into the liver and drained all of the abscess from the liver. Mm. And um, it was a lot of pain anyway. But anyhow, the next morning they came in a um, uh, infectious disease doc, because that's who had, they had assigned me to. They said, well, we got some good news and the bad news. We know what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was from your dental thing and so on. Mm-hmm. And the bad news is that you are only 49 
and you're young enough to get a new lever, you're not an alcoholic or anything, but you don't have time. Mm. So you need to go home and get your act together and, um, you know, prepare for the worst. Wow. And that was a shock. Yeah, that was heavy. like, that was like getting hit with the truck, you know. And so anyhow, I went home and they had a nurse come daily and uh, had an IV. They would, you know, give me every antibiotic in the world. About a week, 10 days later, a uh, Swedish medical center in Denver called and they had a young surgeon who wanted to do experimental surgery. Mm. So <clears throat> it's kind of hard to explain the, uh, the liver and everything without pictures and stuff. But anyhow, uh, <clears throat> they decided to go in and cut out five sixths of the main lobe of my liver. Mm. They didn't, they had no idea if I could survive it because <laughs> that's not very much. Yeah. And so anyhow, I did survive. And, uh, you know, they kept me over, took the liver out, cut it out and put it back in there, sewed it up and said, that's all we can do. <laughs> wow. And I did wake up a day later in ICU and there's a whole story that goes with that, but not, not here. And uh, <clears throat> so anyhow, I went home, um, you know, a few days later and it took me several days to be able to walk you know, to the bathroom. Wow. No energy. Mm, <laughs> mm -hmm. And then, so every day I just, one more step every day, whatever. And so I eventually uh, was able to walk a mile and six months later, my liver grew back a hundred percent. So I have a 28 year old liver. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, incredible. So anyhow, that's, but in, during that process, that's what, one of the things I love about your show is one, through that process, I woke up one morning after in recovering and I looked out the window and, and I noticed that the, the pine trees were vibrant. They were energized mm. and the sky was a bluer blue and everything was more energetic. Mm. And I, I looked around the room and at the end of the bed, I had a Earl Biss painting, which is a famous Western artist, mm. a Native American. And it was like, you know, four feet by four feet. And, but I had collected art. I had spent 50 years or more collecting fine Western art. Mm. And I had a 5,000 square foot bedroom. One, I mean, a 5,000 square foot A-frame log cabin. Imagine a, a ski lodge mm -hmm. <laughs> and full of art. And it's a one bedroom home. And so anyhow, I was and on top of Stanley Mountain in Evergreen, Colorado. Mm. I could see Denver. I could see Bale, you know. Wow. And so I was playing King. We all play King of the Mountain. So when we're 50, you know, that's our goal. Uh -huh. is to mm, drive yeah. everybody into the sea and, you know, and win the war. <laughs> you yeah. had achieved well, it all. Yeah. I had achieved it all. Success. That's, <laughs> and that's where I hit the wall. Like mm. most men who are 50 years old, they hit the wall. Mm. Autoimmune disease, inflammation, cardiovascular, so on. They don't take care of themselves until they have their first heart attack. Mm. And um, <clears throat> so anyhow, that's kind of uh, woke me up. And I looked around. And I realized that everything in my home, all these things I loved and had spent years and years collecting, and I almost died. And what would have happened to them? I know that my kids would have, one of them would have taken this, one of them would have taken that, but the majority of the, nobody would have wanted it. Mm. So he would have donated it or been given away, thrown away, whatever. And I thought, I mean, it was just a shock, such a shocking thing yeah. to my mm. system. Yeah. That's when I, I had this epiphany that I, I never really owned any of this stuff. All I ever did was collect it and take care of it. Mm. And my life was about, you know, taking care of these things. It wasn't about my life. It wasn't about doing something worthwhile, mm. <laughs> even though I had done some things that were worthwhile. Mm -hmm. But it was, so it just, you know, shocked me to the core. So I called all my children. I said, I want you to come and get whatever you would have taken if, if I would have died. 
and take it now. And that way it's not because anything else, I'm going to give it away. Mm. And so one of my daughters called the doc and said, he needs to see a shrink. There's something wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's lost it. And I went to see the shrink, you know, just out of whatever. Mm. And, and I told him, I said, no, this is real. I, I don't want to own anything. I have this chill in me. Uh, when I think of owning something, I have to have certain things, but I don't want to own it. And I don't want to be responsible for it. I don't mm. want to care for it. I don't want to do anything. I want to be able to free, be free. Mm. But the main thing is when I almost died, I recognized some of this and I felt, man, I, I, would, I wanted to make my life about something great, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I learned two things. I mean, one... One, when, you, when you're close to death, I mean, you die alone. There's nobody there with you. Yeah. So it's a very personal thing. It's about, you know, what do you, what do you want to be thinking about on your way out? What, do you, what is the energy, the feeling that you have in your body? And it isn't about anybody else or what anybody else thinks about you. Mm-hmm. It's about what you think about yourself. Mm. And, and so wow. <clears throat> at that point, I literally gave up everything I owned. I had a company that... Uh, you know, a major little company in the cable television industry. and But I, I ended up giving everything away, kept a, a, a two and a half suitcases of personal belongings. Minimalist. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember carrying them out and putting them in the RV. Sold the home, sold everything. Wow. Yes. And, and, uh, awesome. But I wanted, I wanted freedom. I wanted to be free. Yeah. But more importantly, I wanted to be able to do something with the rest of my life that wasn't about making a buck. It was about doing something that next time I die, I can at least feel happy mm. about myself that yeah. I was here. Mm-hmm. The next time I die. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that's you, powerful. Kapil Gupta talks about how everyone should have a near death experience yeah. once yeah. a month because that's how you'll really live. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right now, we're going through life and having a bunch of near life experiences. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It is approximating yeah. life through accumulation. Yep. And you realized at age 50, I had accumulated everything. I won the game, but this yep. is not a game I want to continue to play. No, yeah. no. So anyhow, after I packed up the little RV and I headed out and I went up to see a couple of my kids in Montana. I was in, where was I at that time? I was in, well, I was in Evergreen, Colorado. Um, but you know, I went up to see the kids and uh, then I had kids scattered, four daughters who were scattered out all over the country. So I spent a lot of time just moving around, visiting them, and spending most of my time in national parks, mm. state parks, county parks, mm. and I was crawling back into nature. Like when I grew up in you know Montana in in nature, mm. and so I would go back there because I felt good. But I didn't want to make my life about money or anything. I just wanted to go do something. I didn't know what it was. And about four years later, living in nature, <laughs> I ended up down in Key Largo. Uh, on the on the bay side, you know, uh, so I could see the sunset every night and mm. see the manatee and and I, I really love the keys and the mangroves and, and that whole area. Mm. And um, <clears throat> so anyhow, I was sitting there one night and I had this urge come over me. And you got to remember, I grew up with Native Americans, so you get kind of there's you're different than you are otherwise. But mm-hmm. anyhow, so I had this urge come over to me, and it felt like it was nature talking to me mm. or the earth. And it was saying, it's time to go home, you know, mm-hmm. go back west. And there's something to do. Mm-hmm. And so I packed everything up. I went up to see one of my daughters in Fort Lauderdale and mm-hmm. one in Knoxville and then headed back to San Diego. And 
got there and I said, this ain't right. So I went to Tucson. That's not right. So I decided, well, I'll go up to Flagstaff, Arizona. It's kind of like Montana. Mm -hmm. Snow, cold, pine trees. At least it was familiar. So I headed up there and in the middle of the night, I got too late. So I was, saw a little sign that said, pointed to Sedona. Arizona. Oh, yeah. And it had an RV camper. So I thought, well, I'll just go there and park for the night and drive up in the morning. Mm. So I pulled into Sedona and I went to sleep, didn't see anything, but I was on Oak Creek across from Tulacapaki in that little campground there. Beautiful. And, and um, I woke up in the morning and looked out and I said, I'm not leaving here. This is like <laughs> living in a national park. Yeah. And it's got all these art galleries, it's got all these things that I know. Yeah. And so it was, so I spent two years there. Sedona is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and one day um, I was, well, I got involved with the art galleries because mm -hmm. if you go into a, a typical art gallery, you have to have a baseball cap on because they have so many lights, you can't see the art <laughs> because, <they're>, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. and they don't, most of them don't understand lighting. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, I, uh, there was a, a young artist coming, you know, from someplace that was very famous and I wanted to see the show. So I went there and asked the owner. Uh, a little bit of information. And I looked at the lights and I said to her husband, I said, you know, I have a background in stage lighting when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I said, I really can help you set this show up and I won't charge you anything, but I would love to. But the, the woman who was, it was Peggy Lanning and she said, there's no way you're going to come into my lighting gallery and touch anything. But anyhow, her husband eventually <laughs> let me. So they brought the art in, they set it all up and everything. I took every light in the gallery down mm -hmm. and brought everything up, you know, just lit to give it presence, mm -hmm. not to pull up, you know, burn a, you know, a 75 watt hole in, in the middle of the yard. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, um, in the process, I ended up, and the show was such a success that I started as a hobby, started a little company called Best of Show in Sedona, Arizona. And all I did was like galleries and, and uh, you know, art exhibits and so on. Mm -hmm. Scottsdale to... Taos to Sedona. I mean, it just kind because nobody really understood lighting. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. a whole art corridor yeah. right there. Yeah. 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 So anyhow, um, <clears throat> one day I was ordering some parts. This is where the story begins. I'm sorry it took so long to get here. <laughs> hey man, we're, we're along for the ride. I love it. <laughs> but anyhow, so uh, one day I was ordering some lighting parts from a wholesale house in Phoenix. And I was on an old Apple computer back in 98 something like that and wasn't grounded. And oftentimes when I would touch the computer, it would glitch up mm. and I'd have to shut it down, bring it back up to get it to work. Mm. And this was happening too much. So one day I recognized that it was static electricity on my body when I would touch the computer and the computer wasn't grounded. Oh. So I took a piece of uh, copper tape, one inch copper tape, and I laid it across my desk and I connected it to a ground wire and plugged it into a ground. And then before I would touch my computer, I would touch the tape to ground the static electricity off my body. Yeah. And then I would go and put my orders in, do whatever, and everything worked perfectly. Mm. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. <clears throat> and uh, But I, that was second nature to me, to yeah. ground, to get rid of static. And because so, of the cable industry. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just second nature. I mean, it, most people wouldn't understand that the ground is electrical, the earth is electrical. Yeah. Most people don't even understand your body's electrical. Your body's the most electrical thing in the environment. Mm. Everything in the body's electrical first, chemical second. And your brain, your your I mean just everything. Mm. I mean your muscles, your, all of your cells, you know work with uh, you know 
electrical impulses and depolarization and repolarization, and those are all electrical terms. The yeah. immune system works with reactive oxygen, which are electrically charged molecules. So, I mean, but it's a world that hardly anybody knows. Um, <clears throat> so, anyhow, I walked outdoors afterwards, and I sat on a bench. Uh, and again, not too far from Tlacopaki, where the tourists were. Yeah. And so, a big bus pulls up, and <clears throat> they're um, a Japanese tour group. They're right. a little shorter in stature. Mm. They all just kept, like, you know, walking off the bus. But interesting, they were wearing these white Nike-type tennis shoes. Mm. All of them. All of them. Mm. Yeah, and it looked like they'd been to a strip mall, and they were on sale, or one of those malls that they have the, mm. you know, where whatever. Like an outlet mall. Outlet mall, yeah. yeah. And like they had these on sale, and everybody bought a pair. <laughs> <laughs> and and I didn't think too much about it I just thought it was odd and then I had this intuitive hit that I wonder if because I just grounded myself to get rid of static I said I wonder if there's any consequence to us no longer being naturally grounded mm. that would be an odd comment because everybody wears shoes mm. but 60 years ago 1960 mm -hmm. we were either barefoot mm -hmm. or we were wearing a leather sole shoe yeah. which is a semiconductive yeah and um <clears throat> So I, I didn't know. So I went home that night and I dragged out some meters and stuff and uh, was measuring the electrical potential on my body or the uh, the charge on my body when I wasn't grounded, mm -hmm. walk around my house into my bedroom, whatever. And I recognized that in my bedroom that, you know, there's all the static electricity from my foam bed and from all the blankets. And, mm. you know, every time you roll around or push a pillow around, you're creating lots of static charge. Yeah. Nobody knows it. You don't feel it unless there's 5,000 volts. That's when it jumps off your finger and makes a spark. Mm. That's 5,000 volts. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. But otherwise, it's still ever-present. We just yes. don't, we don't see realize. it. We don't no. witness it. We don't realize that tension in our body and that charge on our body. Um, <clears throat> so anyhow, I went, I was playing, so I went back to the hardware store and I bought a roll of three-inch wide metal, aluminum type metal mm -hmm. duct tape. This is for all the guys out there. And I laid it across my, my bed and just like I did the desk, it's really kind of rough on sheets, so be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, I connected it to a ground wire, threw it out the window, connected to a ground rod, um, threw one out for the meter. And then when I would lay down on the bed, touching the metal mm -hmm. and then touch the meter, then it went to zero. So I knew I was grounded. Wow. And so now, I had recognized there's a problem or there's a, and there, there's things going on here, but I didn't understand them. Yeah. Biologically, I did not, I knew nothing about biology except mm. taking care of cattle. Yeah. <laughs> or animals on the, you know. Um, <clears throat> so the oddest thing happened. I was playing with it, watching TV. I always kept the TV on because I never slept well. I always oftentimes have to take um, Advil or whatever I could to go to sleep because of the pain. Mm. And so all of a sudden I was mourning and this meter that I had with me was laying down by my side. And I thought, what in the world's going on here? Something's going on because I don't sleep. Mm -hmm. And so I got up the next morning, kept playing with it a little bit. And a couple of days later, I kept doing it. And I, a couple of days later, I grounded a couple of my neighbors who couldn't sleep, mm -hmm. older guys like me. And um, so they said, wow, this is neat. I mean, there's something going on. But one guy said, he says, do you think there's this could be affecting my arthritis. Mm. And I said, I don't think so. I think it's just going to help you sleep better because of all this noise and electrical noise and static charge. Mm. 
And he said, well, but my arthritis is way down. And then I recognized that my pain had dramatically reduced. I mean, dramatically. And I, I wasn't even, you're only aware of pain when you have it. When you don't have it, you don't think about it. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. That you so didn't have true. It. 100%. Yeah. What's the old Confucius quote about a healthy man wants 10,000 things, a sick man wants but one? <laughs> exactly. And it's to get rid of that pain. <laughs> to get rid yeah. of that pain. That's yeah. right. So anyhow, um, I didn't understand it. So I started looking around on the internet, which was, you know, his best use Nexus Lexus, was, which was a data retrieval for research type purposes. But I went down to the University of Arizona in Tucson and looked at the medical libraries, tried to ask questions. Nobody had ever heard of it, mm. grounding the body and that it would reduce pain or improve sleep. And not only that, if you look in the current literature and probably still today, they do not know the cause of chronic pain, MS, lupus, cancer, any of these things, they assume that it's this and that and whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing in the textbook that says this is the cause. Mm. And so and in all this modern medicine, all of these institutions and everything that's out there, you know, 1960, we had osteopaths, you know, <laughs> we, mm. I mean, it's, it's really bizarre today. Mm. Um, but, but anyhow, so... I um, played with it a little bit longer and I, I said, you know, I questioned myself because how could this be? Nobody knows about it. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I just said, this is nuts. So I ended up going out to uh, UCLA. I figured those guys are smart. They know everything. And, and I'm sure they are. And, I, and they still are, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm positive they know everything. <laughs> except, <laughs> except that when I explained to them what I was doing, they said, you expect us to put a nail in the ground, being smart, Alex, <laughs> put a nail in the ground, tie a wire around it, tie it around somebody's toe and they're going to sleep better. They said, <laughs> they said, get out of here. You're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds crazy. It does sound crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you posit it like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so I learned, we had fun after that talking a little bit. And, but I learned that they do not understand electrical and I certainly didn't understand, you know, biological. Mm. And so I went back, I went up to a place called Ventura, Ventura, California. And I, as they said, we need more information. I said, okay, I'm gonna, I'll go do a study. Mm. They wouldn't do a study. They said it would take five years, $5 million, and there's no, no assurance it would get published. Mm. I said, well, that's no, that's not a good, odds yeah. aren't very good on that. So I'm yeah. not gonna mess with that. So I went up and did my own study, hired a nurse and got a few people to help. So we created some ground pads. And I knew what a ground, I mean, a ground plane is something that's conductive and it's connected to the earth. And we use it in, you know, for computers and electronics and everything. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, let's, you know, replicate that and have people sleep on it. So we got 60 subjects. And that was a story all by itself. Nobody wanted to participate. They thought it was nuts. Mm. Except I went to a hair salon in Ventura and got my hair cut one day and I heard these ladies talking about pain and sleep. And, I, and so afterwards I went to the owner and I said, you know, I'm getting ready to do a study. Mm -hmm. And I said, I need some people to want to participate in the study that have, can't sleep and have pain. Mm -hmm. And they said, honey, don't worry about it. I'll get you all the people you want. <laughs> <laughs> cool. so I couldn't ask them, but she... It got got the ball started. Yeah. And so I ended up going to salons and we eventually we had 60 subjects. 30 of them were grounded, 30 of them were not grounded. And so it was, you know, a blinded study. And afterwards, we learned a, a whole lot uh, about the first thing that happened is people had reduced pain, mm -hmm. chronic pain, mm -hmm. and they slept better. But more importantly, they felt better. I mean, TMJ disappeared, PMS issues disappeared. 
all kinds of health disorders. And one lady said to me, well, this can't be a, 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 you know, a cure-all. I said, I don't think grounding is a cure-all, but I think loss of grounding is a cause-all. Mm. <laughs> didn't, didn't know what I was really talking about. And there was, and I have a lot of intuitive ability to, things just come to me. I don't know where they come from sometimes. Mm. But, <clears throat> but anyhow, um, so we did that study and we learned a lot. And then I took that study back to some of the researchers. And, and again, these people are, you know, a lot of people, they're about selling sleep apnea machines or doing tests. Mm-hmm. Why would they want to tell somebody about something that's literally free mm-hmm. <laughs> when right. they can make $3,000, $5,000 off and sleeping one or two nights in a sleep lab? Yeah. And that's also why it's so difficult to do a study, uh, even though in your book, Earthing, you there's tons of study and scientific evidence yes. and literature. And mm-hmm. so, there's a whole lot of scientific grounding. That's the thing that got me over the threshold because yes, yes. I, I saw it and I was like, when I first heard about grounding, I'm like, what? You want me to what, walk on the ground? Yeah, you want me to walk barefoot on the ground? Yeah, it's, it doesn't <laughs> get seem... Your, get your feet dirty. Yeah, I'm like, whatever, you hippies. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and then I realized like, oh, well, wait a minute. There's something more to this, especially through my own empirical uh, experience. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and so when... When you started doing these studies, these surveys of people who were experiencing relief of arthritis and Mm -hmm. diabetes, and even in the book, you talk about, you know, autism and and, Mm -hmm. um, how some people um, are able to have a reduction in in symptoms all across the board. And it's because what you're saying, the lack of grounding is actually contributing it's not the only cause. Just like grounding is not a cure-all either. It, it's, uh, oh, by the way, I, I should probably mention none of this is medical advice that we're giving you today. Yes, good call. Uh, consult no. your doctor. This, this just observations. This is, yeah, in our <laughs> anecdotal, like especially Josh and I like trying it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with Josh. When I first heard it, I thought it was just kind of woo-woo-y. And I'm not mm-hmm. opposed to that stuff, but mm-hmm. I just thought like, oh, okay, like, do you want me to hold some crystals also? And like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, Josh highly recommended it. So I, I started trying it and yeah, I was telling you, um, uh, when we were talking a little bit ago, Clint, that I have this aura ring, this sleep tracker mm-hmm. and my sleep has been about 10% better yes. just from grounding. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, I never, I always say like, even if it is placebo, like it's working. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and what I'll say is Ryan is someone who suffers with chronic pain. My wife is similar, but she's like a total paragon of health. But even she has experienced some benefits. And what I've realized for myself is that grounding doesn't heal me per se, but it makes room for healing mm. in the body. That That's the kind of the yeah. way that I look at it. Yeah. Can you maybe expand on that? Yeah, I can explain that. It, it took us um, 10 years to get to find the mechanisms of action. We knew the grounding stopped pain, Mm. but we didn't know how or why. Um, And nobody else did. You know, the word inflammation, that came around in 2004. So when when we were starting this, nobody used the word inflammation. Mm. And in 2004, that's when Ritker and the boys back at Boston Mass came out. And they said, you don't have, and on the front of Time magazine, they had this cover and it showed the body and it showed flames coming up and it had the big word inflammation. You don't have cancer and cardiovascular disease and all of these health disorders, what you have is chronic inflammation. Mm. And it manifests differently in different people based on your lifestyle, you know, and your uh, genetics. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's, 
And I learned, and that was the day I saw that. I said, you know, <clears throat> here, because we knew the grounding reduced these. I, I won't go there yet. Anyhow, let me uh, let me put it this way. So anyhow, the, the point was we had to find out why, in order for anybody to believe it, mm-hmm. we had to find out the mechanism of action. What happens when you ground the human body and then all of a sudden pain goes away? Does does the pain just you know drain out of your body into the earth? Well, mm-hmm. in a sense, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what it really is about is your immune system mm. produces what they call like a white blood cell, like a neutrophil. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you have a pathogen or a damaged cell. And so the immune system will recognize it. And then it'll send over a neutrophil. And that's kind of a, like a jelly cell. And it'll wrap itself around the pathogen mm. or the damaged tissue. And it will release reactive oxygen species. And these are electrically charged molecules that act like acid, like pouring acid on a piece of metal or something. Mm-hmm. And so very powerful. And so anyhow, it will, those reactive free radicals, whatever you want to call them, they will strip electrons from the damaged cell or the pathogen. And that's how the immune system destroys them. Mm -hmm. That's how the immune system works. Mm. And that's normal in nature. But anyhow, so here's the immune system operating with with, uh, highly energized radicals. That's mm-hmm. an electrical term. Mm-hmm. A radical is a molecule short of an electron or has an electron imbalance. So that's when I was first able to say, wow, wait a minute, now we're getting somewhere. Yes. Because the immune, I have to look at the, the immune system as being electrical. And <clears throat> so then why was this? So what was happening? So the immune system redu- produces these radicals to maintain, you know, to get rid of pathogens and so on. But if there are any remaining radicals left after the oxidative burst, Mm -hmm. then they will snatch an electron from a healthy cell and damage it. And you set up a chain reaction. Mm -hmm. And this happens in nanoseconds. You don't build up inflammation in your body. You build up inflammatory damage. The inflammation is only going to be there for nanoseconds. But in the process, it's going to oxidize tissue. So then, okay, so how does grounding stop that process? Because that's what we're doing. If anybody's got chronic pain, whether it's, you know, arthritis, lupus, MS, any of these autoimmune diseases, you put an electrode patch on the palm of their hand and MS and, uh, you know, they're in pain and and they've lost control of the muscle. So you put a patch there and that's why I call it the most important health discovery ever because it's free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, but anyhow, and I mean it works and it's free. But anyhow, so you put a patch there, and then so what's happening is the pain will stop in like five minutes for the mm-hmm. average person. Mm-hmm. And anybody who wants to, you you can do this yourself. Just go outdoors, take your shoes off, put your hands and feet on the earth for a while. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, um, so what's happening here? So it's basically the when I connect you to the earth, it's like connecting you to a fire hose and putting out a fire. Uh, with water. Instead, we're putting it out by adding electrons to the body. And so these radicals, if your body is negative or full of negative charge or an abundance of free electrons, then they will, at the speed of light, reduce these remaining radicals Mm -hmm. and prevent inflammation in the body. Mm. You can't have inflammation in a grounded body like the animals in the wild. They don't have inflammation. Animals live indoors, they're full of inflammation. Mm -hmm. And over the last 20 years, 
uh, the work has, I mean, the literature, I mean, they've been producing uh, new information about inflammation. Uh, and it's like everything, I mean, it was just a couple of years ago, they diagnosed autism as an inflammation-related health disorder. Mm. Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, so how does that happen? Uh, so basically, there's an inflammatory burst from something. It, it could have been from whatever reasons. And then the body is flooded with, you know, a firestorm. These cytokines and free radicals uh, go in there and they're such a, a massive storm that it oxidizes brain tissue. Mm. Uh, it's like somebody with asthma, you have, you know, you have this, you lose your capacity to breathe. Well, what that is, is you got pathogens in there, the immune system's doing its thing, but you don't have any redox potential or any ground to clean up and prevent the damage. Mm from the radicals mm. right. and everybody back in the days, you know, everybody, well, you have to eat more blueberries. You have to eat more, or more oatmeal. That's nonsense. The body doesn't work that way. Everything <laughs> in the body is systemic and you have an immune system. The immune system is what's producing the radicals and producing the inflammation. Mm. And so just grounding the body floods the body with free electrons. The earth itself has a layer of free electrons. I hate to get technical. The women all say, please, no tech. <laughs> Spare me. But anyhow, the earth has a negative surface charge. Negative means an abundance of free electrons that can rapidly move and reduce charge. Right. And, and that's why we ground everything electrical. That's why everything is grounded, is to prevent charge. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> so we used to live barefoot on the earth, so we never had these problems. That's mm -hmm. why animals and wild don't have it. They live on barefoot on the earth. Yeah. We would sleep on the earth. We would be yeah. attached to the earth. And yeah. what you're saying is, especially since 1960, but even before then, but especially yeah. since 1960, we've so disconnected ourselves from the earth. I mean, right now we're on the fourth floor of a building. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, we're standing on grounding pads, so yeah. that'll help out a little bit. <laughs> mm -hmm. But but we tend to walk with shoes on. And it makes sense to avoid yeah. stepping on glass and other things. Mm -hmm. But we live these disconnected lives. In fact, in the book, you even call it the disconnect syndrome. Yes. And and that also all of the the pains that we're not all of them, but the vast majority of the pains we're experiencing at least have something to do with that disconnection from the earth. Is that right? Yeah. You can't have pain in your body unless you have inflammation. Mm. <laughs> That's a new one. I mean, twenty you know, ten years ago this became more common knowledge. Mm. So pain is a message that your body's on fire and you need to do something. <laughs> To put the fire out, yeah, mm. um, and then when the pain's gone, you don't you don't remember any of it, and you don't even know what caused it. Mm -hmm. But the problem with ground is nobody recognizes that uh, that when we're grounded, our bodies are negative twenty millivolts. You cannot have charge in a, in, in a computer or a body or a refrigerator or anything else that's got a negative charge on it. Mm. It's not possible. Mm. So you're saying well, you can't be grounded and inflamed. At the same time. No, because the body is flooded with free electrons and that, you put it this way, in nature, you would be grounded 24-7. Yes. You'd be touching the earth, you have your bare feet on. As long as you have our earth contact, now your body is negatively charged. You have an abundance of free electrons. Your blood viscosity changes, your, your sympathetic nervous system calms down, the Paras I mean, the, cort the cortisol, the fight or flight all comes down. The parasympathetic starts to recover. And, and then all of a sudden, your color comes up. 
you feel better, you look better, the, your demeanor changes, uh, you can breathe easier. Uh, it, it's just remarkable. It's it's not one thing. It's it's everything. Everything in the body is systemic. So if you have a pain here, it's really going to affect everything in your body on one level or another. Mm-hmm. So, but well, anyhow, I could get into the you know the fight or flight and all of that and how that produces. That's the cause of most of the inflammation. Loss of ground is. That's what's causing the body to be on fire. But mm. what's producing all of that stress in the body that's causing this inflammation, that's feeding it, it's parasympathetic. I mean, it's a sympathetic nervous system which mm. senses everything in your environment, noise and whatever. Mm-hmm. And and, it, and it's what triggers the fight or flight response. Right. Wow. Or the cortisol. So in, in You're always like, in panic mode. Everybody today is in fight or flight, even though it's very subtle. Uh-huh. It's not like a lion's jumping out of the corner, but but you're subtly, I mean, you, all the noise, all of the distraction, all of the stress. I mean, so your body's being pumped full of cortisol. Mm. The cortisol gives you energy to fight or flight. Mm. I mean, or to, if, if you're in <laughs> under attack, but if it just sits there and secretes cortisol all day, then that elevates the cortisol in your body, which... Uh, creates anxiety, irritability, oftentimes depression, yeah. and then pain because it creates inflammation. Right. So, so it's really more about what people think about. You watch TV. I mean, your 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 fight or flight system is working when you're at a movie. Yeah, you know whatever you do, and so if you ground it out, you know, like the animals in the wild, they get chased and daily. Their life is threatened. Yeah. But they ground it out at night and drain that inflammation out of the body. Then they can go back to normal. Wow. Humans don't. Mm. They go home, crawl in a statically charged bed, have all of their electrical gadgets mm. and and just whatever and use whatever medications or... Yeah. Covering up the symptoms. And, oh, yeah. 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 I think that's one of the things that we do too often is we're, we're seeking to cover up symptoms. Yes. And the pharmacological solutions, they can be helpful in narrow instances for sure. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you talk about your, or even the medical solutions mm-hmm. with your liver, right? And <laughs> and so there, and now maybe grounding would have actually, we, we could get into that, but- I don't know, we, I didn't we, know. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't really know. Um, however, what I will say is that we are constantly putting Band-Aids all mm, over ourselves. Yeah. We're walking around covered in band-aids via prescription or medical interventions that are extremely costly. The healthcare system is under the weight of a lot of illness. Yes. And it's causing us not only to be sick and miserable, but there is, we're not seeking out a cure. We're not, I don't even call it a cure. We're not seeking out fundamental healing. No, it's palliative care to to mask the symptoms so to get you by until you die. Mm, Wow. Wow. Well, we have a lot of humans on the line right now. I know we have uh, the live stream. Shout out to the live stream. If you want to ask your questions for Clint, feel free to drop your comments in the chat. We'll get to your questions here in a moment. But Malabama, let's uh, get to some of these Patreon questions here. We have one from Harley. In what ways are man-made electromagnetic frequencies, or EMFs, harming us? Well, can we talk know, about what EMFs are? Because there's there's PEMF, there's EMF. It's sort of man-made versus natural. What does what does EMF even mean for the layperson? An EMF is a what they call an electromagnetic field. Mm-hmm. So any cord that is not shielded or grounded. These are more shielded and so on. But anyhow, like if you have a lamp at home, 
and you plug it into a wall. It's a two-wire cord, a parallel cord. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to create a 60 hertz electric field. And it's going, mm. it's going to go back and forth 60 times a second. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's in the environment. And a lot of people, you know, go crazy with, well, how do I get rid of this? How do you, the, only way you can, the only way you can get rid of EMF is you have to turn the power off to your house. Oh, wow. There's no other way because all the wires in your walls, yeah. they're all energized and they're all sitting there, you know, 60 mm. times a second. So they are an environmental stressor, but they're not going to kill you. Mm. <laughs> they're not going to prevent, by reducing them, you're not going to prevent inflammation. The only way you can prevent inflammation is you have to have, uh, you have to have redox potential or negative charge or you have to normalize your pH. Mm. And that only occurs when you're, grounded to the earth oh, wow. so but emfs are problematic and you know you want to avoid anything that you can yeah anything in excess like my wife for example has a sensitivity to wi-fi in particular mm -hmm. and so we have to turn it off at night otherwise okay. she can't sleep okay but but i have to say one thing every because i hear that a lot uh -huh. <clears throat> and over the last 20 years i mean emfs is a big big issue out there because everybody's talked about it they were doing billions of dollars with the studies on it back in the you know 90s and so on because it was the cause of cancer and everything in the world mm. well it's not true but anyhow the point is that's all kind of faded now, except that everybody still has it in the back of their mind. Oh my goodness, EMFs are what's killing me. They're not. <clears throat> it's like somebody who is sensitive to EMFs. What it is, is their sympathetic nervous system is, it's like the average woman. She gets up in the morning and she's got a rush and I mention women because of autoimmune disease. They're primarily the ones diagnosed with autoimmune. Oh, wow. And so anyhow, they get up in the morning and they jump out of a bed full of static electricity, which is a thousand times more voltage than EMF. Yeah. <laughs> and But they don't realize, nobody realizes this. So anyhow, they jump out of bed and then they rush to get the kids off to school or to fix breakfast or to get the husband out the door if they still have one and so on and so on and so on. Um, I, I gotta be careful to be nice here. Uh, <laughs> some of my comments are a little any, uh, off there, but anyhow, um, so what happens is, and then she gets in a car, drives to work, whatever, puts on shoes. So she's totally insulated from the earth at all times. Mm, yes. Okay. Her body, when you're ungrounded, you are an antenna for the static electricity and for the EMF. When you're grounded, that's not the case. Mm. Okay, so anyhow, you're charged with all of this electrical stuff, but most of all, you have no ground. You have no, uh, you're, you're reducing your redox potential, your pH is getting off. So anyhow, the sympathetic system is pumping cortisol into your body. One of the kids can't find their shoes. Well, that's a cortisol spike. Mm. Uh, the phone rings, that's a cortisol spike. Uh, you get a bill in the mail, that's a cortisol spike. Mm. The, the bosses, the customers, the, everything goes in our life, pumps you know, it stimulates our sympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. So you have two you have two systems here. You have the sympathetic and you have the parasympathetic. Mm -hmm. The parasympathetic, you know, functions by anytime there's a cortisol spike from the sympathetic, then it will release hormones, you know, from the adrenals to dampen that effect mm -hmm. and give you a few seconds. Is it really <laughs> a life-threatening thing or not? And so eventually, if you're in a chronically elevated sympathetic state, a lot of stress in your life, like running a show, <laughs> <laughs> then what happens is your parasympathetic will eventually become exhausted. Mm. I mean, or your adrenals 
will, will become exhausted. So now the sympathetic is overdriving. Mm -hmm. So when you mention somebody is sensitive to Wi-Fi and so on, they are really suffering from adrenal fatigue mm -hmm. because most of the people whose adrenals are normal, they don't, they're not sensitive to EMF or anything else. Uh, okay. So it's a, it, it's a adrenal fatigue. Well, how and interesting. And 50% of all women are diagnosed with adrenal with fatigue. With adrenal fatigue. Yeah. It's well, I know that Bex in particular, like she is kind of sensitive to um to anything. Like she's very, yeah, mm -hmm. she's very sensitive to whether it's a movie or mm -hmm. Ella mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. She she um is rather sensitive to you know noises or or uh, bright lights, etc. Yeah. That's right there is the issues. So your sympathetic nervous system. Notices light, notices temperature change, notices wind, drop a fork on the floor, you know, like this. Yes. That's, yeah. that's cortisol. Yeah. So mm. anything, anything startling is going to, you know, touch a, some fabrics. They have static electricity. She will not like to touch certain fabrics. She doesn't know why, yeah. but she knows she doesn't like to touch them. It's because wow. of static electricity. Now, how does, how does grounding compare to other sort of alternative therapies? Like I've been doing something called PEMF therapy recently, which has been really helpful uh, for me and for my wife as well. Grounding, it, to me, PEMF seems like, uh, so it's pulse EMF. Um, it's it's reconnecting us to the earth. It's almost like grounding on steroids to to some extent. Um, what about infrared saunas, things like that? How do we compare grounding to these alternative healing practices? Okay, we'll start with PEMF, P-E-M-F, pulsed electromagnetic fields. I remember when they were pioneering this 20 years ago. And you could be in the parking lot in the lab where they were producing this. Mm -hmm. And you could be, you know, 200 feet away and you could feel those pulses hit you because they radiate out. Uh -huh. If you're closer to them, they're going to have more profound effect. But any kind of an electrical pulse, um, it, it never disappears. It, it goes to infinity uh -huh. and it loses 50% of its power every time it doubles in distance. But, but anyhow, so <clears throat> PMF, what it does is it shocks the system. If, you know, it depends on what the frequency is, mm -hmm. but there's mm -hmm. a magnetic field that's going kapoom, kapoom. And so it's polarizing, repolarizing, you know, shocking your system, mm -hmm. especially the, the water molecules that are going So what's happening is kind of like throwing, your, throwing something in a washing machine. It's getting all stirred up and, mm. and, and maybe that's not a good example. It's like boiling water. So everything... You, you, you may have you know, a lot of free electrons in your body, but they're in a ground state or what we call a ground state. So they're not, uh, they're not in the blood moving, doing reducing inflammation. So by energizing or shocking the system, it causes an immune response or it causes uh, electrification of electrons. And so they're, they're more energized mm -hmm. and they can mm -hmm. do work and produce results. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, or not unfortunately, but I think they only recommend a few minutes of that. Yeah, yeah, because like eight or because so. otherwise you'll never be able to sleep because your right. body is totally shocked. So, any, so everything has it's like magnets. You know, they don't do anything except hold a uh, you know a sticky note on a refrigerator. Except that if you put one on the body, mm -hmm. then the immune system said, "Hey, there's something here. Let's go check it out." Mm -hmm. And so it marshals all the resources and it goes there and checks it out and hangs out for a few days and nothing really is happening in the process is cleaning up whatever might be damaging in the area. Mm -hmm. But, but eventually it says, well, this, this, are, this is not bothering us. It's not harming us. So mm -hmm. we'll tolerate it and put up with it. 
Yeah. Mm. But for a period of time, a small period of time, it's going to produce an immune response that's going to clean up. And do so so there, everything does a little bit of good in different ways. Uh-huh. And I'm not an expert in any of these. I don't want to be. Yeah. Because I'm a naturalist. I'm a naturist. If I don't see it, if I don't see it with the cows or I don't see it with the rabbits and the animals in the wild, excuse me, you're you're pulling my leg here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I really like that about your book and your work in general because you do sell some products and Ryan and I, full disclosure, buy them. We don't, you know, we don't do like the you, we didn't ask you for anything. Like we the no. grounding mats we're standing on, we we bought the grounding mat I have on my bed, we bought mm-hmm. I have bought this book by the case and, and here's why you, you see all these underlines that are in this book um now this isn't the first time i've done it because i've had so many friends and family members like with pain mm-hmm. that i just end up giving them my copy and then i'm yes. like here i'll just buy a, a case of the book eventually we got clint to send a, a case so i can hand them out regularly yep. to friends family members etc because anyone who is suffering with some sort of pain mm-hmm. you know, when we first brought Danny and Mallory and uh, and the rest of our team on one of the things we talked about is how we want to help people heal in general. Now, yeah. because we're the minimalist, quite often it's heal their relationship with stuff, which is making sure. them miserable. You had that relationship, <laughs> right? But then also, what what goes beyond that? What kind of other clutter do we have in our lives? And one of those types of clutter is sort of health clutter or or disconnected from nature clutter, right? And so we're in a, a space right now where, yes, you can go grounding for free, but it's it's also more difficult. If I want to be in the studio, I, I have to have a grounding yeah. mat. Yeah. If I want to sleep on a bed, then a grounding pad makes a whole lot of sense. And your company, Ultimate Longevity, sells those. I know there are other companies that do as well. I just happen to trust you and 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 your company. But fundamentally, what we're saying here is this is available for free. I yeah. I went I went grounding every day the last five days for free. I went to the beach this weekend yep. mm-hmm. and spent time in the ocean, mm-hmm. which is like the most grounding place right. you can be. It's fundamentally, all the inflammation just dissipates, just right? Yep. Um, although I will tell you, I went grounding in the park right down the street. I knew not to do this because the grass <laughs> there isn't great. And so I step on these prickly things. They're always stabbing my feet. So you got to be careful there. But I stepped on a bee and I hadn't been stung by a bee in 30 years. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I have all these other allergies or whatever. Am I going to like swell up? Thankfully, it was fine. Um, But I I will say the downsides of of grounding are slim, but uh, you have to be careful. Don't step on glass. Um, (laughs) Don't step on bees. Right. Avoid avoid stepping on bees. But then also... um, you know, other things are going to happen. You get your feet yeah. dirty. Yeah, sure, that's yeah. A, a downside. Yeah. But uh, we use that word dirty as though it's pejorative. Well, yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's nature. And actually, nature. some of that dirt on your feet, it's good for you. Yeah, like your microbes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your feet absorb a lot of microbes. So there the is. Minerals. The, yeah, there's something about walking barefoot that uh, helps your flora. Now, what about what about saunas? Infrared saunas in particular. Yeah, uh, I'll answer that one. But I want to mention something about products. I never in my life ever intended to sell a product. I would never in my life sell a product that I have to go sell. Mm. It has to be something that people want. Mm. And that's and we are organic. We've been doing this for 20, 23 years now. Mm. But anyhow, when we were doing our studies, I had to create ground planes. 
so I could get people to the electrode patch they use for an EKG with the coil cord. That was simple, readily available. Yeah. So <clears throat> that was one of our first ones. Then we made these little mats so that people could sleep on them mm -hmm. because that was the best time to ground people because they're not up running around, moving around. Right. They don't have shoes yeah. on when they're sleeping usually. Right. And so anyhow, in the process of doing our studies, everybody wanted these products. And occasionally we would have leftover fabrics or whatever, so we would make it up. But it was mostly the researchers the subjects and their relatives. They wanted the product. Mm. So this business was an accidental business. Trust me, I never in my life wanted to sell a bed pad. Uh, well, I want to thank you <laughs> Love it, yeah. for selling those products. But, because yeah. because but, here's why. The, the products that you sell have helped me ground yeah. in situations where I can't ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's where, you know, it's like... Um, we had to make them, and but then we went to the next thing. If we we're going to make a product, what's the best product we can make for people? And we said, well, it has to be something they can sleep on because that's the only time people aren't moving around and stressed out and doing whatever. Sure. So we made a bed pad, bed mat, put it in the bed, um, and just lay down and go to sleep. You only have to do it one time. You don't no visits, no doctor visits, no back and forth to the pharmacy and the, not the health food store anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Just like, go home, lay down, go to sleep like you do every night. Yeah, mm -hmm. no extra work, no work, mm -hmm. and that's why it's important. <laughs> well, I can tell you that within 24 hours, I definitely felt different. After about six weeks, I noticed an appreciable difference. Oh, yeah. in my mm -hmm. in my pain. Yeah, and it's, I still have to make sure every day that I'm I'm grounding. Obviously, I ground at night, but all, I was telling you, I walk down here, I live. About a half hour away, I'll walk through people's yards and stuff yeah. barefoot mm -hmm. just to make sure I'm connected directly to the earth. Right. Mm. Let's yeah. talk about saunas real quick. Saunas. Infrared in particular. Okay. Uh, infrared is, um, I, I use a lot of infrared because I'm still, I am 78 years old. Entropy is real. Mm -hmm. I don't have the inflammatory type pains, but you know, you, you, they feel good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyhow, um, it's kind of like sunlight. Um, it's like, you know, we live in houses today, so we're all short of vitamin D. We put a roof over our heads. Yes. So it's another uh, earthing type mm -hmm. inconvenient truth, you know. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, anytime you're, uh, you know, I, I'm not an expert on infrared. I just know that they're good for um, energizing, I mean, energizing cellular activity and mm -hmm. and those kind of things and everything in the body is dynamic so i mean I, I don't think they harm you in any way but from what i do i use them myself i love saunas yeah me too and you know i'm from norway sweden my relatives are and we live in saunas right yeah same my, my, my wife uh is scandinavian and yeah, yeah they They've, they've, so it's part of their culture. Really. It's one of those things I just accept it. I don't need to know all the science. I just need to know that it makes me feel good. I feel yeah. healthier. And and that's what's wrong with the world today. Everything is about, oh, you got to buy this. You got to do that, whatever. If you get home from the health food store, they just put a magazine in there. If you don't buy that, then you're going to die. So you have to run back to the health food store <laughs> and buy that one. And so it's, it's a marketing craziness. Yeah. You know? And I'm not picking on anybody or anybody's way of making a living. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, I'm a naturalist. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think yeah. part of that is, you know, I get the urge to show me the studies, show me the studies, yeah. but, and if you show me the studies and it still does nothing for me, then what good did those studies do? Right. The thing that I like about grounding or earthing, as we call it here, is you not only have the studies, but it's something that has helped me personally. And I've seen it help a lot of other yeah. people. Jessica yeah. on our team, she runs our social media. Uh, around Christmas last year, we got her a grounding mat for her bed. Mm -hmm. And overnight, her 
heart rate variability changed. Her exactly. sleep scores yeah. changed. Uh, her, yeah. her, she was actually able to sleep for the first time in a long time, like actually stay asleep. Yeah. It helped me with nighttime urination mm. because like I used to get up like five times a night and pee. Oh, wow. And now it's just like once a night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just from grounding. Yeah, well, it's, it's not grounding. It's nature. Ah. Uh, it's the rhythms of nature. It's the maintaining them. Every, everything electric, everything connected to the earth maintains a negative charge. Yeah. And, and so it's about nature. So we have separated ourselves from nature. Yeah. And so by reconnecting in this fashion or barefoot or any other fashion, uh, go swimming and, you know, it's, it's, we're putting ourselves back in nature. Yeah. And in nature, health is your most natural state. Yeah. If you don't have health, then you're doing something that's interfering with your immune system's ability to maintain health. That's loss of ground. Yeah. Yes. I love it. So your products are, it's bringing nature into our unnatural world that we have surrounded yeah. ourselves with. Yeah, we're, yes. we're, we're starting to call it uh, echotherapy rather than grounding so much because grounding is a male term. Mm. Women are more or less, you know, earthing, put my bare feet in the sand. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and they know women are more attuned to nature. Mm. Men are different. If they see nature driving down the road, they say, let's get some bulldozers in there and tear that down and, and put, up a, put up a strip mall and make mm. some money. I, I have noticed that whenever I talk to women <laughs> yeah. about earthing, they are often are re relatively intuitive. Not every woman, mm -hmm. obviously, but whenever I talk to women about, and with men, there's always this like antenna of skepticism. Right. Show me the studies or ah, whatever, you yeah. know. And women are like, yeah, I'll just kick my shoes off and I'll try it out. And guys are like, no, I got my work boots on. I'm not, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not dealing with it, whatever. Which actually leads me into a question that we have, Alabama. Can we read Valerie's question? Can we ground while wearing socks? Can we ground on concrete? So can we maybe talk about the best places to ground? I talked about the ocean already mm -hmm. being the perfect place to ground. Mm -hmm. Wet sand is a great place to ground. Dry sand, not so much, right? I guess it kind of depends, right? So what socks, concrete, where are the best places to ground? Yeah. Okay. You know, unfortunately, years ago, a lot of people who are heavily involved in the EMF and meters and voltmeters and all of these things, um, they assume that, well, you've got to be at zero, you know, in order to be grounded. Mm. It's not true. Um, <clears throat> basically, your skin has a significant resistance, anywhere up to, you know, meg five mega ohms. That means your body is dissipative rather than conductive, mm. meaning it can absorb and equalize, but there's no current running through your body or anything like that. Mm. And so a lot of people are electrically oriented, you know, like wiring and charge and uh, motors and lights and so on. The body itself is different. Uh, it's skin and so electrons, if you have charge in the body, then, you know, electrons are going to be pulled into your body just by the laws of electromagnetism. I mean, mm -hmm. if there's positive and negative, they're going to go and reduce. Uh, <clears throat> so anyhow, but electrons migrate into the body. And the most conductive parts of the body are the bottom of the feet and the palms of the hand. Mm. Um, so, and the, and the areas that perspire the most on your body are the bottom of your feet and the palms of your hand. Um, so anyhow, to answer that question, it's fine to wear socks. <laughs> uh, if you're walking on concrete or dirt or grass or anything, 
Uh, if you're sleeping with socks in, it's not going to help you much. But you, your body perspires. Your feet perspire probably more than any. If you notice in your shoes, there's always moisture. Mm-hmm. There's sweat. Especially Ryan's shoes. Hey, leave <laughs> yeah. my feet out of this. He has so, the sweatiest feet. <laughs> so, but, but anyhow, your body perspires and it's going to hydrate. The, you're going to have humidity in the air and then your perspiration is going to hydrate the sock. And so when you stand barefoot on the earth, the, the electrons are going to travel on that moisture. Interesting. Okay. And, and be absorbed into the body. Um, that know, said, avoid socks if you can, right? Well, you know, again, if if you know if you're going to get frostbite, put a sock on or a shoe. <laughs> right. You know, the concept is do things on purpose. You know, to protect yeah. yourself, but right. don't, but don't wear it because it's it's a logo, uh-huh. and I'm important because I have this shoe or that shoe. Right. Um, a lot of the young kids go to bed with their shoes on. They have you know ADD, ADHD, all of these, uh, you know. Where they can't focus because they're electrified, they're mm-hmm. energized, yes. and they're you know. So you ground them out, and then all of a sudden they turn into normal human beings again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about the, the mat that you have? Uh, like it's underneath my sheet, mm-hmm. so that's I'm still getting some grounding with that. Is that oh, correct? Yeah. Okay. No, because when you lay down on it, uh, if you have a t-shirt on normal nightwear, mm-hmm. then you're you're going to perspire. Mm. I mean, you're going to hydrate. There's going to be a dampness in your clothing. You can feel it. Yeah. Okay. You're, it's like your sheet will have a little bit of dampness. It's mm-hmm. not wet, but there's enough moisture there for electrons to migrate. Gotcha. Okay. I, I put it on top of the sheet. Um, I, it took me about a week or so to get used to it. I kept, but, wake, I kept waking up and it was stuck to me because of my sweat. And I yeah. like roll over and I'm like <laughs> I'm pulling it over me. <laughs> now, you do you make grounding shoes? Well, I saw you wearing a pair. Like grounding flip flops. Yeah, we these are just new. We just introduced them this week, in fact. Oh wow! Uh, and they're, they're about two years late because of the pandemic and and all of the freight problems. But anyhow, basically, what it is, uh, it's it's a just a typical flip flop, mm-hmm. and but it has a ground strip in it mm. that uh, lays on the top of the shoe, goes through the shoe, and then goes underneath. So when your foot is on the ground strip and it's on the earth, then you're conductive. It's like being barefoot on the earth cool. without having to worry about the dirt. Or the, bees, or the bees. Yeah, the bees, yes. Uh, yeah, that's an important thing. And again, the, the reason that I've been in love with the doing that concept for 20 years, but I never was able to get to it because everybody was in such poor health mm. that they needed to sleep grounded in order to really recover. Mm-hmm. But to me, I wanted the shoe because... Earthing is an educational movement. Mm. It's not about selling products. It's about getting you to experience grounding. Yes. Getting you to go out and put your bare feet and your bare hands on the earth and notice the change in your body. And it's so, I won't say instant, but it's so relatively immediate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just this grounding mat that I'm standing on. Like, it's, yeah, as soon as I stand on it, there is a... um, I know it sounds so silly, but there's like a calm that I can feel when I'm like standing on it. Yeah, it quiets the sympathetic nervous. It blocks out all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, and your energy comes way up. Yeah. Your circulation improves. Your respiration changes. Mm-hmm. You look 10 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had a friend, uh, his name's Mike, and uh, acquaintance of mine, really. And he has a really bad autoimmune disease uh-huh. and uh, tried grounding. And eventually, it just, it just didn't help him. Okay. So what do you say to someone like that? Because it was the only person I'd ever encountered like that who just has terrible autoimmune pain, but mm-hmm. he was unable to get any relief from grounding. He, he had the a grounding pad. He was out grounding. 
with your it may just be there's something else going on there but have you experienced that yes there are people who don't respond well and but it's a lifestyle thing mm. i guarantee you based on physics if you go put your feet on the earth and bury your feet in the earth, put your butt on the earth and stay there until the pain will go away. Mm. You can't have inflammation in a grounded object. Now, if you have a lot of damage uh, and a lot of cumulative damage, there's two kinds of pain. One is the hot burning Vicodin pain type. Mm. You know, that's inflammatory pain. Yeah. But if you have an injury and it needs to heal, then there'll be a more subtle pain. Mm -hmm. And that may take days, weeks, hours, or months mm. to recover, like a broken bone or like anything else. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, earthing is not going to change nature. Right. It's going to uh, promote what naturally occurs. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> here's what I found, especially with 99% um, of our customers are female. Mm, wow. Men don't buy our products. They say, well, if this were true, I'd know about it. And I've never heard about it, so get it out of here. Right. <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard about it in mainstream medicine. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And the doctors say, you know, this doesn't fit protocol. How do we make any money off of this? Mm. Get it out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I can't write on my prescription pad. <laughs> yeah. Walk on the ground. Right. Mm. Yeah. Some do, and there are a lot of good docs sure. out there. But, Absolutely. But, but there's a system out there that's embedded with the protocols of pills and ills. I mean, you know, all this stuff. And I'm not knocking anything. It's just oh. that it's out of hand. Well, I can tell you, Clint, I was working with a functional medicine doctor who's wonderful. And after a while, I told him about grounding, how it was helping me. He goes, I feel ashamed for not telling you about it because it is something that I'm very aware of. Yeah. But like most of the time that I recommend it to someone, they think I'm a little crazy. Yeah, they kind of roll their eyes. And or, it ruins yeah. my credibility yeah. with them. Oh, wow. I get that. Wow. I totally get that. It's crazy. And, yeah. And women are just the opposite. The average woman, our average customer is probably 30 to 50, 55 maybe. Mm. And she has autoimmune disease or chronic health disorder or some chronic something going on. And and her mother, and she's taking care of her mother. And she's got children, whatever, and a crazy sister and so on. But, you know, she buys the product. She says, oh my, this works. I mean, I feel better, whatever. First thing she does is she gets it to her mother as fast as she can, yes. who needs it worse than she does. Right. Mm -hmm. Then she gets and buys another one. And so there's this caregiver woman in the average family. Mm -hmm. And so she buys another one, uses it for a little bit, and then gives it to her sister or somebody else who needs it. But she keeps buying things and... You know, she'll put it underneath of her husband's sheet so he doesn't know it's there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, but, but it goes on and on. But anyhow, so this is a female business. This is a mm. caregiver. It's, it's moms. Yeah. It's mothers mm. who are taking care of their families. That's who our customer is. And we don't really promote it to the medical industry. I mean, we, we educate. We do studies. We have $20 million worth of studies. Yeah. We paid for them all ourselves. Mm. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And it's like the NIH and, and everybody I've ever worked with. Uh, they say, you know, we understand what you're doing. We think it's great, but don't go out there and tell people they got a problem unless you have a no-cost or a low-cost solution. Well, I got a no-cost solution, <laughs> which is barefoot. Mm -hmm, and I have a low-cost solution, which these products are nothing more than extension cords, like plugging in a lamp, right, yeah. yes. plug yeah. it into the earth. And so the cords and the products do nothing themselves yeah. except conduct 
They extend you to the earth, basically. Yeah, they, they, but, they, but basically, you could do it for free, though, if you got a nail, wrapped a wire around it, and exactly. put it in the ground, through the window, and then wrapped it around your toe. Then, <laughs> Yeah, it'd have to be a copper wire. But yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. your house is ground. In fact, you will send out testers with the, yes. to make sure, because you, you have to plug it into a grounded outlet. Otherwise, yeah. it's not going to yeah. I got to tell you, I, pref- I much prefer the mat that I lay on my mattress rather than um, hooking myself up to a copper wire that's attached to a nail outside my window well, that's see, in the ground. One thing that happened is back in, uh, I forget when it was, but it was like 20 years ago. And we started to get a little publicity around grounding. Mm. And I used to buy these uh, voltmeters from Radio Shack Mm. and just kind of give them away. But after about six months, couldn't get a voltmeter from Radio Shack. They were sold out. You know, it took six months to get them. Oh, wow. And uh, so anyhow, it's um, the men all went and bought a voltmeter Uh and bought the wire and the nail. You oh, bet. Wow. absolutely. Wow. <laughs> but it That's kept them entertained and busy. Yeah. And a lot of them learned about grounding and a lot of them, you know, they, they benefit wow. and, and put up with their wives. <laughs> <laughs> so, cool. Karen so, had a question about pets. I'm going to skip that one because you have a whole chapter in earthing about pets. And, and the spoiler alert is yes, it does help your pets as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. And, uh, but I do want to address a question here from Rebel. I thought this was a good one. Is it possible to ground the floor of your house so that you're always grounded at home? Now, Clint, we were on the live stream earlier talking about this, but can we, for the recorded episode here, I know you were in a yoga studio recently mm-hmm. and there was a sort of grounding tape. And this is actually a good question for me too. I just bought a house and I would love the whole thing to be grounded all the mm-hmm. time. Is, yeah. is that even a possibility? Yes. First of all, if you have a home with a concrete slab, Uh concrete underline, Mm -hmm. then rip up your carpet and your whatever and just polish it. And so you're, I mean, the concrete is grounded because it's on the earth Mm. and it's made of mineral and and it holds moisture just like the earth. Wow. So that's one way to go. And that home we were in, in, where was I at? Joshua Joshua Tree. Tree. Mm -hmm. that had a concrete floor in that one room. And it was absolutely wonderful. I mean, everybody just put your feet on the earth and you were grounded. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyhow, what we did there was we created a, this is a new product that's for the, primarily the yoga industry. Uh, It's a three inch wide um, black carbon gaffers tape. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's rubberized backing so you can lay it on carpet or lay it down anywhere, pick it up and it's not going to mar anything or hurt anything. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, then you you can run it across the room, plug it into an outlet, and then anything is touching it, whether it's your feet, your hands, a, yoga, a grounded yoga, I mean, a yoga, conductive yoga mat or a conductive meditation pillow, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever, then it's grounded. So, then when you touch it, you're grounded. Mm. So, but that's for yoga studios and the likes. So, to eliminate the need for wires. Right. Mm. Now, in the ESD industry, there's a billion-dollar industry out there in the electrostatic, what they call ESD, electrostatic discharge industry. So, all mission-critical centers like air traffic control, 911, all of these, they have grounded carpets or grounded flooring because they can't afford to have their computers go down from a static spark. Mm. Um, So, there are, you can go, you can Google electrostatic discharge carpets or ESD carpets or anti-static carpets. It's a billion-dollar industry. Mm-hmm. It's used in, in, in factories where they process chips, boards, anything, computer, software. You, have, you can't have any static electricity. 
So they ground everything. Uh, people wear grounded shoes. They wear grounded smocks. They do everything to keep the static electricity from, you know, uh, damaging a chip or software mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, there is a lot of that out there. It's commercial grade. It'll last a lifetime. It's not all that expensive. I think it's around five dollars for four square feet. Okay. You know, and they're they're squares. Uh, it's kind of like what you have here. Mm -hmm. And so uh, theoretically, we could have squares in here that are grounded. Yes. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's a very common thing. And we've grounded yoga studios. Uh, I don't, I, you know, cancer centers. We've, we've done various things in the medical industry for uh, people, but primarily yoga. And uh, I, I know other areas, I mean, health facilities and so mm -hmm. on. Um, but it's not understood. Mm. Yeah. But it, all it is is carpet. They have several different colors, and it's got just enough carbon in it that on the back there's a conductive back, and so you lay it down, put a piece of copper tape or wire on the floor, throw the tiles on top of them, so they're naturally grounded. Wow, it's very simple. It's incredible. You can install them yourself. Uh, I, it's not a business. I don't. My business or what I'm about is education. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Uh, there's a. There's a whole new industry coming out there for young people that want to uh, get their minds around this. And then as more consumer awareness evolves and the need, then this is going to be another business industry, just like cable television or anything else. Mm. Because mm -hmm. this is about our immune system, about our health. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's about suffering, really. And yeah. so fundamentally, I want to wrap up this maximal episode here by... Well, first off, by thanking you, Clint, you oh. exposed me to something that <laughs> at first seemed so crazy to me <laughs> because here's the thing. It was too simple. <gasps> mm. yeah. But then I realized like anytime that I've done something that has healed me, remember when I started doing Agoscu therapy to help yeah. with my back pain, mm -hmm. right? It was too simple. How could this work? I was two weeks away from doing spinal fusion. Exactly. Mm. And... This couldn't work. It's too simple, right? Yeah. Yoga, too simple. too simple. Grounding, too simple. Mm. But it's often, you know, it's Occam's razor. The simple solution is going to be the solution for most people. And it's not even a solution. It's actually getting back to the before the problem. It's removing yeah. stress. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Moving, removing environmental stress, removing mental stress. Yeah. yeah. Reducing my, my, uh, my daughter, who's eight when uh, she was seven, when she started grounding, she not only did she start sleeping longer at night, mm -hmm. but she, it's unfortunate for me, was more, even more energetic. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it, so when she started grounding, she started experiencing a calm in her nervous system. Mm. Yeah, everything quieted down. The yeah. chaos quiets was quieted. The, quiet, mm. Quiets the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight system. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting because we always say uh, simple isn't easy. No. But in this instance, <laughs> it's pretty easy to get grounded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one of the studies that sticks out in, in most is we did a study at the um, Hershey Clinic, Children's Clinic, Hershey, mm. Pennsylvania. And they took 28 preemie babies. Mm -hmm. And the biggest problem they have is the colics and all of the, but but these babies are in a you know horrific fight or flight state. That's right. They're premature and they're away from their mothers and they're living in a little static 
recharged oh, incubator yeah. with EMFs and everything else. So anyhow, all we did is ground them with an electrode patch connected to the electrical ground. And within, on the average, 30 seconds, <clears throat> their vagal tone normalized, meaning the tension in the body. Yeah. Their heart rate variability increased by 60, 70%. And this is no placebo effect. These are babies. These are premature babies. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if it works on them, it'll work on adults. That's what I tell everybody. I love it. Wow. <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Well, I want to encourage folks, they can check out the book. It's called Earthing. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of free stuff out there, including if you don't want to even mess with the whole book right away, you're still a bit skeptical. I can't imagine how you would be after this, but... Mm -hmm. But if you're still skeptical, there's a great documentary over at ultimatelongevity.com. Yeah. Just click watch the movie there. Yeah, the Earth, I've sent that to so many people. Mm -hmm. yeah. The Earthing movie is uh, Olivia uh, was the co one of the co-producers. And she pulled together all of the venues and all the people, you know, like Chopra and the schools and... Mm. Uh, you know, all, a lot of the people that were involved with... Bravo. Yeah, did a great job with it. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. but anyhow, yeah, the Earthing movie is, we even have a 30-year veteran from the FDA who said this is the most important thing that's ever come across his desk in his entire career. Wow. You know, and so everything in the Earthing movie is authentic. Yes. We didn't make anything up yeah. uh, or anything like that. It's all we did was capture pieces and stories and put mm -hmm. them together so that people could look at it, hear it, make sense of it, question and we only really hit the tip of the iceberg here. In the book, you talk about everything from Lyme's disease yeah. to um, Alzheimer's, headaches, electrosensitivity, sleep disorders, mm. lupus, jet lag. Yep. Um, I already talked about my nighttime urination, so I won't talk about it again. <laughs> uh, menopausal and uh, PMS, some menopausal issues and PMS issues, yep. mm. uh, back pain, a whole bunch of things that earthing helps eliminate in the body. Nature helps eliminate you. Yes. Yeah. Reconnecting with your mom, getting back in harmony with, you know, nature. Mm. Yes, indeed. Clint, I want to acknowledge you. Yeah. I want to thank you. <laughs> You're doing great work, man. Yeah, thanks. Mom. You, got, you got a great heart, great soul. Love your mission. Yeah, just oh, cool. keep up the great work, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been fun, entertaining. Keeps me busy and off the street not of trouble <laughs> <laughs> we'll put links to your book and your website and everything else in yep. the show notes love people use things we'll see you soon thank right. you patrons I forgot two websites for Clint patrons so I thought I'd hop back on here real quick Ryan and I would earthing.com is where all of his products are it turns out ultimate longevity is actually just a, a reseller they're great i've purchased some grounding mats mm -hmm. from them but earthing.com is clint's company also for all the science earthinginstitute.net you can find all the details over there is there anywhere else i should send folks clint no that's it's all there on Google, the internet, whatever. You know. Oh, that's right. We'll put a link to the uh, documentary as well that yeah. you made. The Earthing movie yeah. is on YouTube. It's free. And the best part, it is commercial free. Yeah. Yes. Actually, yeah. the best part is that it helps heal suffering. Yeah. But the second best part is that it is 100% advertisement free, just like this podcast. So right. we are simpatico with with uh, Clint and what he's doing here. Earthing.com, earthinginstitute.net. We'll put links to those in the show notes as well. Thanks, patrons. See, See you soon. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. 
Every little thing that's just feeding your greed Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it 